If you would, please turn in your Bibles to 1 Timothy 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4, if you would, please. First Timothy chapter four, verses one through five. The word of the Lord. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding the marrying, commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to, uh, to be placed under your word. We pray that your good and perfect and acceptable will would be accomplished this morning. We fully acknowledge that without your enabling grace, nothing worthwhile would be accomplished here this morning. Uh, we pray that the worship offered to you this morning, Lord, would be worthy of, of you, that you would be pleased with it. And um, Holy Spirit, we pray that you would take your word and, and minister it to each and every one of us, Lord. Uh, you know exactly how to administer your word. Uh, to us, you are the one who searches the hearts and minds of your people. Uh, Lord, I pray that you bless thy servant's work for your honor and glory and for the church's good. Uh, help me to speak boldly, authoritatively. Help me to speak uh, accurately. If I should speak anything amiss, I ask your forgiveness in advance. And uh, Father, we pray that uh, if there be anyone here this morning or listening to this message, who has not yet begun to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. They have not yet been reconciled to you. Father, we pray that today would be the day of, the, of, of their salvation, that you would be so kind to draw them unto yourself through a personal saving relationship um, with your Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in whose name we live and move and have our being. Amen. Beloved, there has always been those who profess faith in Jesus Christ, and yet, as time passed, proved themselves to be, to be mere professors of faith and not possessors of saving faith in the Son of God. When we look to the sacred scripture, we read of those who profess faith very convincingly, by the way, only to continue only to eventually prove themselves who had never believed with believed in the begin with. One only needs to consider Judas Iscariot, 
as, as far as the 11 disciples were concerned, uh, Judas was the 12th disciple. He was a true believer. Sure, Judas did fool. He, he didn't fool Jesus. Uh, but as far as everyone else, Judas was one of them. As far as they were concerned, he was a believer. He was a follower. He was a true disciple of Jesus Christ. As time passed, Judas eventually proved himself to be an unbeliever. And yes, for a period of time, he walked with the Lord even for a period of time and was even the treasurer of the Lord's earthly ministry. And so he not only walked with the Lord, he, he, he was not only convincingly uh, doing so to lead others to believe that he was a genuine follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, but he was actually involved with the Lord's ministry. So he played a key role in the Lord's ministry, and yet he was never in the kingdom. He was close. He was near. He was just outside of the entranceway of the kingdom. But being close, being near... Being just outside of the entranceway is not being in the kingdom. It doesn't qualify a person, a sinner, to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. He professed to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ and did so very convincingly, but as time passed, he proved himself not a follower or a believer but rather an antichrist with a small a, an unbeliever. He proved himself to be a member or a citizen of the kingdom of darkness. Satan used him to portray the Son of God. What do we read in Luke 22, 1 through 6? We read, Now the feast of unleavened bread drew near, which is called, the Pas which is called Passover, and the chief priests and the scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. Then Satan entered Judas, surname Iscariot, who was numbered among the twelve. So he went his way and conferred with the chief priests and captains how he might betray him to them. And they were glad and agreed to give him money. So he promised and sought opportunity to, to betray him to them in the absence of the multitude. Beloved, then we read of all those in John's gospel who are following Jesus only to eventually turn away and abandon him. There in John's gospel, chapter 6, beginning with verse 53, 53, we read these words. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. 
For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father, so he who feeds on me will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Capernaum. Therefore, many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before it is a spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit and are life. But, the, but there are some of you who do not believe, for Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, therefore, I said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my Father. Verse 66 of John 6, from that time many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Then Jesus said to the twelve, do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Also, we have come to believe and know that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Did I not choose you, the twelve, and one of you is the devil? He spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for it was he who would betray him, being one of the twelve. Beloved, again, there have always been those who profess faith in Jesus Christ and yet as time passed, proved themselves to be unbelievers, walking away from the faith, walking away from the Lord Jesus Christ. There will be those who profess faith in Christ only to be denied entrance in Christ's kingdom because of their profession of faith is not a genuine saving faith. We read of this in Matthew 7, verse 21 through 23, where we read these words. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name? Then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Lord, weren't we, into, weren't we involved in the ministry? Weren't we doing things for thy kingdom in your name? And Jesus will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. This brings us to today's passage of sacred scripture. The church today, beloved, should not be surprised when one within the company of believers prove themselves to have never believed by walking away from the historic Christian faith. Scripture, as we've just seen, 
and we'll see from today's passage, along with other, uh, with other relevant passages of Holy Scripture, there will be people who profess to believe, there will be people who follow Christ that will eventually prove themselves to be unbelievers by abandoning the faith, walking away from the Lord Jesus Christ. Again, we should not be too surprised when it occurs within the realm of our familiarity or within the branches of the body of Christ because in God's word, in God's word, we see apostasy foretold. So let us look to our text, verses 1 through 5 of 1 Timothy chapter 4, and then we'll look to the Lord once again in prayer, beginning with verse 1. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving. For it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, once again we ask you for your blessings in our time together this morning. May you be glorified. May the church be edified. May we be built up in the most holy faith. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Again, verses 1 through 5. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer." Here we find the Apostle Paul telling Timothy that just as the Holy Spirit says, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. Some will depart from the faith. Some will depart from the faith. Beloved, what we have here is a, is a declarative statement. It's a declaration. The Apostle Paul did not say some may depart from the faith, or he did not say that some will consider depart, departing from the faith. He did not say some will come close to departing from the faith. The Apostle Paul said some will depart from the faith. They will. For certain, they will depart from the faith. As a, and, and, and so why will they depart from the faith? Paul says in our text that as a result of listening to liars, listening to false teachers, 
There will be those who profess faith in Jesus Christ who will eventually apostatize from the faith. They will eventually fall away from the faith. How do we know this to be true? We know this to be true because the Holy Spirit said it would happen. Because he said it would occur, it must come to pass because God is not a man that he should lie. Numbers 23, 19. The Apostle Paul, because of the Holy Spirit, was able to warn the Ephesian elders after his departure that savage wolves would come in among them, not sparing the flock, seeking to draw away disciples after themselves. He knew it was going to happen because the Holy Spirit said it would happen. Beloved, we know this to be true because it has happened, past tense, multiple times already. It has happened, past tense, multiple times already. Many who profess faith in Jesus Christ have abandoned him. They have renounced their profession of faith and have walked away from Jesus. Many who professed faith in the Lord turned their back on him. They turn their back on him. We see this in many Old Testament examples. In Exodus 32, verses 1 through 10, we read these words. Now when the people saw that Moses delayed coming down from the mountain, the people gathered together to Aaron and said to him, Come, let us make gods so that we shall go, so that, so that, come, let us make gods that shall go before us, for as this Moses, this man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what has come. We do not know what has, has become of him. And Aaron said to them, Break off the golden earrings which are in your ears of your wives, your sons and your daughters, and bring them to me. So all the people broke off all the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them to Aaron. And he received the gold from their hand and fashioned it with an engraving tool and made a molded calf. Then they said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. So when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made a proclamation and said, Tomorrow is the feast of the Lord. Then they rose early on the next day, offered burnt offerings, brought peace offerings, and the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. And the Lord said to Aaron, Get down, go, get down. For your people whom you brought out of the land of Egypt have corrupted themselves. They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I commanded them. They have made themselves a molded calf and worshipped it and sacrificed it and said, This is your God, O Israel, that brought you out of the land of Egypt. And the Lord said to Moses, I have seen this people, and indeed it is a stiff-necked people. Now therefore let me alone that my wrath may burn hot against them and I may consume them and I will make of you a great nation. Beloved, these people were following the Lord's direction in the wilderness for all those many years. They were following the Lord. They were professing to believe in the Lord. And as time passed, they proved themselves to be non 
believers. They fell away from the profession of faith they professed to have, to believe. We see this with, with Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 15, where we read these words. Samuel also said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and do not spare them, but kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. So Saul gathered the people together and numbered them, 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to the city of Amalek and lay wait in the valley. Then Saul said to the Canaanites, Go depart, get down from among the Amalekites, lest I destroy you with them. For you showed kindness to all the children of Israel when they came up out of Egypt. So the Canaanites departed from among the Amalekites, and Saul attacked the Amalekites from Hevelah all the way to Shur, which is east of Egypt. He also took Agog, king of the Amalekites, alive and utterly destroyed all the people with the edge of the sword. But Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good, and were unwilling to utterly destroy them. But everything despised and worthless that they utterly destroyed. Now the word of the Lord came to Samuel, saying, I greatly regret that I have set up Saul as king, for he has turned back from following me. He has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, and he cried to the Lord all night. Nehemiah 9.26 Nevertheless, they were disobedient, Israel, and rebelled against you, cast your law behind their backs, and killed your prophets who testified against them, to turn them to yourself, and they worked great provocations. 2 Timothy 4.9, Be diligent to come to me quickly, for Demas has forsaken me. Having loved this present world, he has departed. Demas was a, was a co-laborer with the Apostle Paul. He was a co-laborer with Paul in the missions. And he abandoned Paul. He fell away from the faith. Notice what Paul says. Having loved this present world, he has departed. He loved the world more than he loved the Lord. Sure, he followed for a period of time. Sure, he professed faith for a period of time. But as time passed, he proved himself to have never have been a genuine follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
His love for the world eventually got the best of him and drew him away. How many of us have heard of Charles Templeton? Does that name sound familiar? Charles Templeton. Charles Templeton was born in 1915 and he passed in 2001. Charles Templeton initially professed faith in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in 1936. He became an evangelist sometime within that year. Nine years later, in 1945, he was introduced to Billy Graham. They became good friends, and in 1946, they ministered alongside one another as evangelists, pointing sinners to Christ, very effectively so, in Europe during an evangelistic tour. It has been said that by 1948, two years later, Templeton's life and worldview were undergoing a shift that resulted in him parting ways with Billy Graham. They parted ways. They saw things differently. In 1957, in 1957, he publicly declared that he had become an agnostic. He eventually wrote a memoir. It was published in 1996 under the title, Farewell to My God, My Reasons for Rejecting the Christian Faith. After all those years pointing sinners to Jesus Christ, after all those years of being so familiar with the gospel, after all those years very convincingly leading people to believe that he was a Christian. He renounced his faith, wrote a memoir titled Farewell to God, My Reasons for Rejecting the Christian Faith. Beloved, approximately five years later, he learned. Five years later, he learned that hell is a real place of everlasting torment. For 21 years, Charles Templeton professed faith in Jesus Christ. For 21 years, he served the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. For 21 years, he pointed sinners to the Son of God for the forgiveness of their sins. For 21 years, many thousands believed him to be a devout, a devout Christian. Again, some will depart from the faith. And how do we know this to be true? We know this to be true because many today, in our day, are departing from the historic Christian faith. Many today are turning their back on the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Many today are departing from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding 
and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. So many today are abandoning their profession of faith. So many today, beloved, are falling away. They're giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons that speak lies and hypocrisy. Many today, rather than being committed, beloved, rather than being committed to the local church where they can be instructed in the gospel and in the other things of the Lord, they have abandoned the local church. They have abandoned the Lord's ministers. They are giving themselves up over to unknown voices on the internet. Unknown voices who have zero accountability for what they are teaching. Unknown voices that are teaching unbiblical doctrine. Unknown voices that are holding forth unsound doctrine. Voices that are destroying people's faith in Christ Voices of savage wolves who are seeking to draw away disciples from themselves. Voices teaching and offering an unbiblical Christ, a false Christ. Voices whom Paul says whose, whose consciences have been ignored and misinformed for, for too long and therefore have become useless no longer functioning properly as God intended it to function. It's as one commentator has properly noted, with a, with a dysfunctioning conscience, they spread their false teaching without any guilt. Without any guilt. They do it without any guilt. They spread false doctrine without any guilt. Beloved, anything contrary to the teaching of Holy Scripture can be and most often is an open door for demonic teaching. Anything, anything that is contrary to the teaching of sacred Scripture is an opportunity for demonic teaching to grab a foothold in a person's life. In Paul's day, it was being taught in Ephesus that true spirituality involved avoiding marriage, avoiding marriage and only eating certain foods, abstaining from certain foods. That's true spirituality. Don't get married and only eat certain foods. Stay away from certain foods. Beloved, nothing can be further from the truth because marriage, again, one, that, again, that is the union of one biological man with one biological woman committed for a lifetime. Marriage and food were brought into existence by the Lord God Almighty himself. And therefore, they're not only good, but they're very good. Very good. And therefore, neither, as Paul says, neither are to be rejected or despised. Both are to be received with gratitude. Both are to be received with praise for the Lord God Almighty.
recently, beloved, recently, I had a, a friend, longtime friend. We go back to junior high. He was the one the Lord used to initially witness to me. And from that time forward, I mean, the Lord used him to get the ball rolling in my life, to get me, you know, to start drawing me to Christ and, and, you know, to get that ball rolling. And it hasn't stopped since. And it's only speeding up as the days go by. But the Lord used him. For more than 20 years, he professed faith in Jesus Christ. Shared the gospel. He understood the gospel for more than 20 years. Unfortunately, he adopted the idea that, you know, um, the church is a bad thing. Um, one doesn't need the local church to be a Christian. One doesn't need, well, that's true, but, but one doesn't need a local church to faithfully follow Jesus Christ. And so he found his ministry on the internet, watching YouTube videos, watching live streams. That's where he got, that's where he was getting his ministry from. Long story short, not too long ago, he reached out to me and he started sharing this information about this ministry to me. So I, red flags started coming up, so I did a little research and the ministry's unbiblical. The end of our conversation, at the very end of our conversation, he told me, he says, you know, he says, I know that you'll never step down from your position in the church, and I understand that, but you're following a false Christ. I believe he's anti-Christ. It's all messed up in his thinking. For over 20 years, he professed genuine, historic Christianity. Listening to unknown voices that have no accountability on, on the internet. Anybody can establish a YouTube video channel. Anybody can establish a blog site. Anybody can establish a website and start pushing out the false doctrine. But it's what John says in 1 John. They went out from us because they were never of us. Beloved, apostasy is an ever-present danger to the professing church. The professing church. Not the body of Christ. The professing church. Those who profess to believe. The professing church. As believers, we can avoid false teaching that feeds and therefore energizes apostasy by taking heed or giving heed to God's holy word. 
What does the author of Hebrews 13, verse 7 through 9 say? He writes there, Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their faith, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried about with various and strange doctrines. For it is good that the heart be established by grace, not with foods which have not, profit, not profited those who have been occupied with them. Beloved, the Apostle Paul wanted Timothy, this young minister, just getting into the ministry, he wanted Timothy not to be taken by surprise. He did not want his son in the faith to stumble when he started to experience firsthand, firsthand, the apostasy foretold by the third person of the Holy Trinity, the Holy Spirit. And so we see the Apostle Paul here in today's passage of Holy Scripture preparing Timothy, preparing this young minister to experience for himself the apostasy foretold by the Holy Spirit. When we look to God's Word and we see that the apostasy is indeed foretold, that it's not something new, it's been something that's been going on since the beginning of days. When we look around us today and see the apostasy foretold in Holy Scripture by the Holy Spirit unfolding before our very eyes, we need not lose faith. We need not lose faith. There have always been those who profess faith in Jesus Christ. And yet, as time passed, prove themselves to be mere professors of faith, not possessors. The apostasy foretold by the Holy Spirit in the Holy Scripture has been unfolding and, will, and it will continue to unfold until God's appointed time for it to stop. We need not be taken by surprise or made to stumble when we experience someone abandoning their profession of faith in our beloved Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We need not lose faith. We need not stumble. The Bible tells us it's going to happen. It has been happening. It is and it will happen. But when we think about it, when we think about it, the apostasy foretold in Scripture, it's actually bittersweet, isn't it? It's actually bittersweet. How is it bittersweet, Pastor Wayne? Sure, it's bitter, but how is it sweet? Where do you get that from? Beloved, it's bitter in that it breaks our heart to see someone fall away from their profession. It's sweet in that it confirms the accuracy and the truthfulness of sacred scripture. It is sweet in that it confirms the
the accuracy and the truthfulness of Holy Scripture. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith. Giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. Speaking lies and hypocrisy having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. Forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God in prayer. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you for your persevering grace. Father, I pray that each and every one of us here this morning, that we would, as, as time goes on, that we would day by day, moment by moment, hour by hour, year by year, continue, continually to demonstrate that the profession of faith that we profess, our, our profession of faith is indeed a genuine profession of faith, that we do indeed possess faith in Jesus Christ, that we are genuine followers of our beloved Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And help us to be mindful, help us to be mindful of the necessity, of the need, of the importance of continually familiarizing ourselves the sound doctrine of Holy Scripture. Let us be leery. Let us be leery of, of unknown voices calling for our attention. Whether it be on YouTube, the internet, social media platforms, let us be mindful and let us be aware and let us walk carefully. In your holy name we pray, amen.